Pop number 40. Season 3 kickoff. Bird Box Challenge, Courtney Gets a Puppy, and more. Okay, we're recording. Ken and Courtney. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Pop, your pop culture podcast, where Courtney Cronin Dold and Ken Mills and whoever else appears on the show takes a look at pop culture or our pop culture. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and here is Courtney. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, really. Season three. Can't believe it. Are you ready for the big opening musical number? Here we are in season three. <laughs> I'm just doing jazz hands. Oh, okay. You can't see me. Jazz hands. So should we do the opening musical number? Or? There's no opening musical number. Oh, okay. <laughs> guys, go away, guys. Go away. So here we are in 2019. It is cold as hell here where I'm at in Arkansas, and you're out in sunny California. Is it sunny today? It's sunny, but it's really cold today. Mm -hmm. It's really cold. And we had a big windstorm last night. It was like rattling the place. And when I went out this morning, there was palm. We have palm trees all up and down our street, and all the palm fronds were all over the street. Oh, wow. Just everywhere. I mean, that's pretty typical of winter here. It's not really cold. It's like 59 degrees, but that's that's kind of cold for here. So, And you and your wonderful German husband now have a new addition to the family. We do. We were not – this was an unplanned <laughs> – this was a mistake. Um, this was an unplanned baby. Um, we did not – we weren't going to get a pet. I mean, I always say I want a puppy or a dog, but, like, we just can't. Like, we, we travel all the time. I have a weird schedule. I don't have a regular schedule. So that's like not, you know, fair to a dog. So I was at a woman's house who I'm working with on her one woman show. And right before I got there, like 45 minutes before I got there, she was out in the pouring, pouring rain. We've had like big rainstorms here and lots of flooding. Mm -hmm. And she lived up in the area where we were getting like most of the rain and her street was flooded. And all of a sudden, like this little pack of dogs went by and they were all soaked to the bone and filthy and just like running all through the middle of the street and she ran out there to try and get them because she noticed two of them were puppies so she she ran out and tried to grab the puppies but the one ran away from her and then this other one just ran right up to her but he was yelping and crying when um when she picked him up so he was like freaking out so she took him inside dried him off put a little sweater on him and then i came over and all of a sudden there he was Wait, did she already have a dog sweater or a human She has sweater? four dogs. She has four dogs already. Ah, four okay. rescues. She's amazing. She's so great. And she rescued four dogs, but she has three three of them are male. So they were super aggressive towards him and it was freaking him out. So I don't know what came over me, but I was supposed to go to the CBS Diversity Showcase that night and I just canceled and took this dog. And now he lives here and his name's Rainy. <laughs> And, you know, you, we should put a picture of him in the artwork for the show. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's really good. He's so good. I've just been spending all this time with him and, you know, trying to do all the right things that a dog owner should do. But, man, having a puppy is like having a kid. Except, like, you can't 
you know, you can beat your kids because sometimes they deserve it, but you can't beat a puppy. That's just mean. Well, <laughs> there's different rules, right? Like at some point, pooping on the floor is less desirable of one of those. Well, he's only done that once, and it was within the first, like, minute that he got here. Right. Well, he was marking his territory or giving you a gift. Probably, but, you know, the trainer says if they pee in the house while you're, you know, training them, you know, to be housebroken, that's your fault, not the dog's fault. That's true. That's true. So mm. so how do you say uh, cute puppy in German? Um, Chun, chun uh, Hund. Schön Hund. Yeah, he's a little schön Hund. Schön Hund. Schön Hund. Schatzi. You know, it's weird because I think because you speak so much German on this show that occasionally people post German things to you. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, it's kind of odd. And and I figure that having a cute puppy on the picture that comes with the show art was good for at least a thousand more downloads, right? Well, he's pretty cute. And you know, I've never been a like, look at this little dog. He's so cute. I'm like, I've always just thought big dogs were just so adorable. But this, I mean, this dog is so freaking cute. And he just stole my heart. And everywhere I take him, everyone loses their mind over him because he's a lover. He loves people. So... He's really friendly, and it's kind of fun. I'm starting to fear this change because that's I was the big dog, and now the cute puppy's taking my place. No, you're still you're still cuter. Okay. But I do. It's it's very strange. It's weird for me. You know, we don't have children. We never talked about having a pet ever because we both have allergies, but we're not allergic to him at all. Well, that's so. Good. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought we were both going to be sneezing up a storm when I brought him home, but. Um, no, we're not allergic. That's a lot of the reason why we've decided, you know, that we can keep him because we didn't think we could. Mm -hmm. So, but we can, and there he is and he's sleeping. And I was up, I mean, you know, it's like, you're a complete lunatic. Like I I've all of a sudden become a mother. I was crying at the vet when they told me how old he actually is. He's three to four months. Cause all I could think about was how long he was neglected. And it just really bummed me out. He didn't know what a ball was. He didn't know what toys were. He would, he would rat like, um, he would graze his food, which means that like when a dog is the vet said when they ration food, it's because they don't know when they're going to eat again. Right, right, right. So like that really freaked me out. Now he's eating all his food and, um, he's playing and he knows commands. He's super smart. And this morning I was singing Gene Simmons, true confessions to him, uh, as I was making his food. I mean, he likes that song. He likes true confessions. Now, has he gotten up at like <laughs> three in the morning and turned on Hot for Teacher at full volume yet? You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's not in his adolescence stage yet. He's no, not not yet, not yet. He, he's not get out of my room. I don't want to be seen with you at the mall. No. Now I love the Gene Simmons solo album, but some people might think that you're doing cruel animal behavior. No, it's my alarm. That's what wakes me up. Is true, true confessions. confessions. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. It's calming and it's like a nice little way to wake up. I think it's a great one. <laughs> it is. I wonder how many people around the world wake up with Gene Simmons as their ringtone. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Of course you're not. Of course. I mean, you not. can't wake up to War Machine, you know, but you know, you can I, wake up to True Speak Convention. for yourself. <laughs> Every morning. Never, I'm brushing my teeth. That. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a war machine. Have you ever what what kind of toothbrush do you use by the way? Oh, what kind of toothbrush? Uh yeah. just like a like a soft 
uh, reach something with like the rubber right. on it. Yeah, See, and I, I use one the of those. Dime. I use one of those electric vibrating toothbrush things. Oh, okay. I I can't go back to the regular after that. Yeah, my sister loves hers. She says it's like amazing and makes a big difference. I should get one. Well, I don't want to be that person, but like everyone always says, oh, it's like going to the dentist, you know, which you is so wonderful. Yeah, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. That oh, I love it. Pajamas fresh out of the dryer. Uh huh. That's a good feeling. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, we'd like I, I remember Batman, the old, you know, 60s TV show would be coming on. And it was like it was. Can I stay out and play and then get in there just in time to get like a bath and then get my Batman pajamas on? So like that was one of the greatest feelings in the world. I I, I still remember it to this day. You still wear Batman pajamas too, I bet. If I have to wear something. (laughs) Just think someday your your puppy will remember all the times that you uh, played at True Confessions and it'll be wonderful. I know. That's how I wake up to take them out is true confessions. There you go. Mm -hmm. Before you tell me to go, I've got to let you know how you're making my temperature rise. I let you use me. You try to Security. I'm not your star. 
So new puppies, a new year. You know, I've thought often through the years as we we do this one kind of thing that we do every once in a while to one another, and it's the talk like a gangster thing. Mm-hmm. And it made me think like all those phrases, like, can you give an example of that to our audience? Because I know you love to do that. The uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the big idea? <laughs> What's the big idea? Well, when I hear a song I like, I always go, wow, this song really swings. But that's a little bit. <laughs> that's a little bit later. That's not really the film noir. Like, yeah. yeah. But my girlfriend, Lisa Sunstead, and I, every time we call each other, we're like, say, Mac, what's the haps? What's the big idea calling me at eight in the morning? Well, I saw a movie the other day, and these two guys approach one another, and it's one of the old... It, 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 was, it was a talkie. Mm-hmm. You don't call movies talkies anymore, so that's something mm-hmm. that's definitely changed. But a guy actually said, say, I like the cut of your jib. The what? I like the cut of your jib. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like a pickup line to me. (laughs) I guess so. But there's a lot of sayings from, like, even not too long ago that really don't make sense anymore. Like, hold the phone, for example. Hold the phone. Hold, wait, hold the phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things that they do on TBS when they have a movie and they have to put, like, dubs over all the swearing. Mm-hmm. Like, we just watched Horrible Bosses the other night, and I'm not even kidding. At one point, he was like, holy Toledo! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. And, you know, the the Jamie Foxx character's Motherfucker Jones. Yeah. And they, they say his name, like, 50 times, but it was Mother Lover. Ah, Mother Lover Jones. And believe me, just in case there's any confusion, if you're wanting to celebrate Mother's Day this this, this year, there's a big difference between those two words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But uh, yeah, it's really, that's one of those things that they use now to like dub, you know, or like I watched Mother three Lover. billboards. Yeah. Um, they'd use that and that too on United Airlines. They, they dub over their movies and American, they don't. But on United, they did, and I watched three billboards on. I have, I don't even know what it's about. I've because, never heard of it. Um, the movie with um, Frances McDormand. She won Best Actress for it. Ah, yeah. Well, it's not streaming yet, so it's like it might as well be a made-up thing. No, no, it is. It's. Um, I forget the full title of the film, but it's it's really good. You should see it. I will but watch it. Yeah. It's weird because I'm in this weird time loop. Like right now, everyone's gaga over Aquaman, right? I'll get yeah. that when it comes out on Blu-ray. Then that'll be my time to shine, you know? Yeah, I'll probably Blu-ray that too. I don't need to go to the movie theater and see Aquaman. Yeah. I'm good. I think Aquaman's probably going to be a great movie to stream. Get it? Water, stream, Aquaman. Not a funny joke, but I tried it anyway. Well, that's the show, everybody. That's the show. We'll see you, we'll see you next year for our first of the year 2020. <laughs> it's the fourth season of Pop. And no, no. I can't even believe I've known you this long. I feel like we just met. I know. Isn't like, it weird? It is weird, but um, I need to see you more often, too. So That's true. And, you know, maybe I could get a little puppy bed and sleep in the corner of the living room. You totally can. Maybe, uh, what's his name? The Rainy? Rainy, I mean, would be my little brother. <laughs> yeah, we tried a bunch of names, by the way, but Rainy right. just seemed to fit. 
It never rains in California. Where did the name come from? Well, um, my husband was, we were just trying to think of names and we were trying to think of a name about a situation. And so what about rainy? It was a rainy day. Right. And I was like, actually, I like rainy. When I was a kid, my sister's best friend in kindergarten, his dog was named rainy and we loved rainy. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cute name. And then my sister's like, but you have to give him like one of those long names like they do for the dogs, you know, in in the dog, you know, like the Westminster and whatever. They always have like some long ass name like Lord Johnson McPhee. But then, you know, but they call him Cuddles. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? (laughs) So so his full name is Dallas Rains because that's our weatherman here. He's been our weatherman forever on the local news. His name is Dallas Rains. Dallas and, Rains Dole, yeah, but everyone da- knew him as Rainy. He's Rainy. He's Dallas Rainy Rains. And then Lisa said we should call him Dallas Rainy Ronaldo Rains. Wait a second. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect bass player from an 80s hair metal band. Ronaldo Rains? Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas Ronaldo Rains. <laughs> Ch- coming up. Or what is it? And on base, <laughs> Dallas Ronaldo reigns, everybody. Give it up for Dallas. This next song is about knowing the difference between a mother lover and a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Holy Toledo. Shay, I like the cut of your jib. Look at the gams on that giraffe. <laughs> She's got gams for days. If anyone knows what a jib is. I have no, well, I know what it means like in, in, you know, in, in film and television, it's like a crane for a camera that, that slides, you know, that goes up and slides around and it's like a robotic camera on a crane. Yeah, That's but what that. Is. Oh, you know what? It's also a boat term. Cause I had a friend with a dog named Jip. Jib. It's also something on a boat. I forget. Me and you <laughs> and a dog named Jib. <laughs> Shay, I like the cut of your jib. I think that's a pickup line somewhere. I'm, you know, it could be. It's not a circumcision joke, is it? Oh, it might be. No, I don't think so. Reading way too much into this. Yeah, we are. Okay, here, I just looked up jib, by the way. Oh, okay. It says, um... The old-fashioned compliment, I like the cut of your jib, means I like the way you look. Ah. Yeah. Wow. So it is a pickup line. Yeah. Well, there you go. Who knew all those old movies, a bunch of guys cruising? Well, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I make notes for the show. And I've just got this sentence, and it's something that's really been plaguing me over the last eight months or so. I've been wanting to talk about this. I seriously want to ask everyone out there, when was the last time you saw a bread commercial? (laughs) Oh my God, that's true. So seriously, when was the last time you saw a bread commercial? Don't even remember. We used to see them all the time, Schwabels, uh... You know, all these different breads were out there and they were, then it got like, this is the healthy wheat version, you know, and it was, it was a thing, but it seems like bread commercials have just completely evaporated. They're gone. Yeah, that is weird. What happened? I don't think they can afford to advertise anymore because everybody's on, you know, keto and low carb. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, 
I don't know. There was always something so nice and wholesome about a bread commercial. Yeah, they used to be cute. I just don't understand why they disappeared. Like, I never understood the need for stamp commercials. Stamp commercials? Yeah, remember they used to have, like, you can get the the Olympic stamps only at the post office. It's like there's only one place to get stamps, really. I mean, even if you buy them at a grocery store, you're still giving the money to the, you know, the postal service, right? So it always just seemed weird. Why would you advertise stamps? Everybody, you know, there's a couple things I really don't think ever need advertised. Toilet paper. Tons of ads for that. Yeah. But why? Tons of ads. Um, I think, uh, I mean, just because of the competition. They want you to pick their toilet paper. Yeah, but I I, guess what I'm saying is, like, we all have such an immediate need in that area. Yeah. That I'm not sure. (laughs) I know. Everyone's got their favorites. You're not changing anyone's mind. Have you ever, like, saw an animated bear or whatever, the, you know, angels floating on a cloud, like, this is the butt wipe you need, and, and went, like, I'm changing brands today. I got to say the baby one, the angel soft. I mean, I that sometimes you just buy it because of the baby on the thing. It's so cute. Kind of like picture the puppy on the show art. So yeah, rainy, rainy's going to save the show. The official mascot. You and I are clearly sinking, but rain because we're talking about stamps. But rainy, he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking about stamps. I want to know what the hell's going on with the bread commercials being taken off. This is some straight X-Files shit. Like, why did all of a sudden, like, did I miss something? Did, like, Congress, like, make a law, no more bread commercials? Uh-huh. It just seems weird. I'm a weird guy. I think about this shit. No, it's it's kind of something I haven't really thought about. But, hey, I found some good film noir quotes that I'm just going to throw at you. And you'll right. never know when they're coming. Okay. More things about the cuts of my jib. Sister, I've known some pretty hard cases in my time, and you make them all look like putty. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the Narrow Margin, 1952. I mean, if a guy said that to me, pants dropped. I'm just kidding. Um, Love. You can, Davy Jones stars in the eyes right there. Oh, yeah.
there's a lot of weird stuff going on in pop culture right now. Mm-hmm. Are you a Netflix user? Yes. Have you heard about Bird Box? I have. I have. There's billboards for it all over the place here. Wait a second. There's billboards for it? There are billboards for it. Yes. See, I don't understand why they advertise stuff that's on Netflix. They do it here mostly because they want to be for consideration for awards. There, You know, there's ads everywhere. I don't think this one's going to be up for many awards. Is it that bad? I haven't seen it yet. Well, first things first, like, I noticed the commercials. Like, I, I really hate how Netflix is doing this thing with their ads. As soon as you turn Netflix on, it just starts playing an ad, right? Yeah. And I remember being over at my stepson's house, and we, we were watching a fireplace video on Netflix while we opened up presents at Christmas time. But in order to get to that, we had to watch the Bird Box advertisement, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. boom, and it's just filled the entire... And everybody's like, what's that all about, you know? And I think that that really helped uh, push it on people that maybe not would have ever checked it out. I really, really hate how that video just starts playing on Netflix, but... You know, that's me. Uh, the movie is just kind of goofy. What do you know about it? I only know that it's like people are like doing stupid shit where they're blindfolding themselves to to feel like they're blind because that's mm-hmm. what she's doing. I just don't understand it. Like, why is she doing that? Like, what's it about? I haven't really like gotten into it or researched it. Right. Um, I'm more into like true crime and murder stuff. So I've been watching. So I watch stuff like that. So I haven't gotten into it, but it's, it's, it's because what her son is blind or something like, what's it even about? Oh no, no. Here we go. I watched it. So you don't have to. Okay. Thank God. Based on Josh Mallerman's book of the same name, Bird Box stars Sandra Bullock as Mallory, a woman who is struggling to survive with her two children after a mysterious force kills off most of the world's population. Not much is known about the force. Only that if you look at it, you will be driven mad and eventually take your own life. To live, Mallory has to take a dangerous journey with her two children, and she's going to have to do it blindfolded. Okay? Now, there's some, this force that I talked about, it literally will drive you mad. And some people will say, like, they've seen their mother and then they walk in front of a car. Or they slam their head into a window. So it's stuff like that. Yeah, this is... But the the movie really starts out with Mallory getting over a bad relationship and realizing that she's pregnant and she has yet to come to grips with it. And this whole film, as everything that I told you about, has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about now, but she is seriously trying to come to grips with becoming a mother. That's the one major plot point of the film. Okay. And she has a disconnect. She's afraid that she's not connecting with this thing that she's going to give birth to, right? Her child. Mm -hmm. And she feels guilt, and why don't I feel anything about my baby? And that's, that's a message that goes throughout the film. And we meet a cast of characters who are trying to survive in this world because if you go outside and look around you will be driven insane and there are two kinds of people in this world there are these people who there are those who like neil diamond and those that don't exactly and that's that's what this film is all about (laughs) love on the rocks ain't no big surprise (laughs) 
But there are people who are running around trying to take the blindfolds off of everyone else so that they can see how beautiful everything is. I'm already bored to tears. I know. It's... I'm telling you, I enjoy... Boring! No, I'm just kidding. No, I get... I mean, I see the point, and... uh... I don't, and I watch the whole thing. Here's, Here's the thing. Science fiction, primarily, always speaks to what's going on around us right like for example if you look at back in invasion of the body snatchers back in the 50s the mccarthy hearings were going on and if you weren't joe normal then there's something wrong with you so it was it was kind of dealing with losing your identity to the to the big masses of people right you didn't want to be one of them one of the pod people Mm-hmm. And then Night of the Living Dead, whether it meant to or not, was dealing with racism and uh, how if we could only work together, we could get through this thing. And it just it goes, you know, cinema, books, comics, whatever. It's always kind of expresses what's going on, even if it's not trying to. Right. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is this thing trying to tell us? And it seems like she's afraid of being a mother. She's afraid of committing to any love in her life as well. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people, you know, that's, that's, those are typical problems that many of us face. But then there's also the fact that like with social media, there's things that you don't want to see and people like feel entitled. Like everybody wants freedom on social media, but they don't necessarily want it for everyone else. They just want it for them. Right. Yeah. Like I've had people get on my social media and say like, Hey, I don't want you to talk about this thing anymore, right? (laughs) Someone said that to you? Yeah, it's weird. Because, like, you know, and I won't get political here, but, like, I kind of get political on my personal Facebook page. But if you want to, like, hear me talk about Kiss, go to the podcast, right? If you want to hear me talk about Cheap Trick, go to the Cheap Trick thing. If you want to hear me talk about the monkeys, go to Zilch. If you want to hear me talk about pop culture, come here. So that's my like real life over there. This is this other thing. So like I tried to figure out what does this movie saying? And it seems like that there are people who don't want to see certain things and they're afraid of hearing these other voices or seeing the, the way that other people do. So they stay blindfolded. Mm -hmm. And what will happen if you hear what other people say or see what other people see? And, you know, I wouldn't have even went there so much if it weren't for John Malkovich, who at one point, they find a way to get to a liquor store, and John Malkovich holds up a bottle of liquor and says, this will make America great again. So, they're kind of referencing Wait a minute, John Malkovich is in it? Now I'm going to watch it. Now I'm watching it. Well, (laughs) would you be surprised if I said that John Malkovich plays a creepy guy? No. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but yeah, he plays a creepy guy, and, <laughs> and he does bring a bit of gravitas to this film, right? Mm-hmm. The other person that I really want to mention are, are the two kids. A lot of times when you see kid actors, they're just worthless. But like every once in a while, you see a child actor, it's like, wow, they, they seem to be pretty cool here. And mm-hmm. some just look like, oh, I'm staring at the pretty lights, right? But these these... These kids are doing some acting and, you know, about as best as you can expect, right? Mm-hmm. There was also playing Tom, a fellow by the name of Trevanti Rhodes, who 
is the closest thing to an action hero in this movie. But I won't ruin it for anybody. But I kind of like hit the plot points. But, oh, by the way, she names the kids boy and girl instead of giving them actual names. That shows how disconnected she is as of wanting to be a mother. Like, she doesn't really want to get close to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so whether you're going to like it or not, I don't know. I I was entertained. Um, yeah. There were a bunch of times throughout the film I said, uh, I hope there's not a sequel to this, and I'm afraid that there will be. <laughs> you know. But what's really freaking me out is the fact that there's this thing called the bird box challenge yeah this i've heard about now see i didn't hear about the bird box challenge until netflix put out a bunch of statements saying please don't do any of this bird box challenge nonsense now Hmm. i'm gonna read a bit of a story here this is from abc4 news and it says utah police say driver and crash was attempting the bird box challenge Oh God! And the the challenge is simply this: the challenge consists of people doing everyday activities blindfolded. Now, I sent you the link to this, and it it showed a seventeen year old teen decided to take the challenge while driving with a sixteen year old passenger. What is wrong with people? <laughs> oh my God, I know. It's just I can't even believe how dumb it is. It's like. It's like the, uh, what is it called? The um, the Darwin Awards every year about someone who dies in the most ridiculous way. And the worst, stupidest one I heard was these guys were drinking uh, around a campfire and they were super drunk and they were daring each other to do stuff. And one guy dared the other guy to cut his head off with a chainsaw and he did it. Well, he won the game then. He won. Wow. But it's like, come on. I mean, what the hell? What like price victory. Yeah. Right. And then another one happened yesterday. Another one of these dum-dums. See, it's weird. I think that we're being manipulated by by social media. I really do think that we are. Like, I think, just as I didn't hear about the Bird Box Challenge until Netflix put out their impassioned plea, oh, please don't do this, and then people get on Netflix and watch the movie, right? And then they do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure... Other than a few idiots on YouTube were really doing anything. But I know that after they made their announcement, that's when you started seeing things like the, this horrible accident that we saw. Mm-hmm. And that car is like major jacked up. Well, are you, are you talking about the Tesla guy or the one before that? Uh, I'm talking about the one that I sent you the picture. The Utah police say the driver in the crash was attempting to <gasps> Oh. Sorry, this fucking jerk has his dog in the back seat. Oh. I mean, come on, stupid. Now, I think that now that you have a puppy, if this movie were only about Sandra Bullock trying to save a puppy in a boat down the river wearing a blindfold, <laughs> you would probably watch it now. Uh, yeah, I'm a little distracted, I do have to say. Um I, I just, I've never been this person. I've never, I mean, I had a squirrel, but, you know, she lived outside, and I only saw her once a day. Mm-hmm. But I cried when she died, but, um, you know, she took care of herself, and she wasn't my pet, but I did like her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I've just, 
I have four cats growing up and our oldest cat just passed away like six years ago. So we, I haven't had a pet in my life since the first time in since kindergarten in the last six years. So, so now Netflix, if you're looking to get a whole other audience, have movies about women that own puppies. Yeah. It's called the dog rescue challenge. <laughs> it's called the litter box challenge. And, uh, it's where you, use a litter box for a week. I don't know. I just can't believe that people, I, I mean, I know it's like, they always say, don't try this at home, but why mm-hmm. didn't this movie do that? I don't because know. Because of the scene with the car. Like, why didn't they just say, do not like, it should be somewhere on there. There should be some disclaimer somewhere. Yeah. Because people are so dumb. Well, in the uh, movie itself, they figure that they have to get food, right? Cause they're stuck in inside of a house. And yeah. so what they do is they go into the garage, they put, they block out all the access to lights and windows and stuff, and they open up the garage door, they're all driving in this car that's got newspapers and paint on the windows, mm-hmm. and they're all blindfolded, and they have the GPS in the car, and it literally mm-hmm. will tell them if something's in front of them or to the side of them, and they're able to get to the store. Yeah. And deal with crazy people that are trying to kill themselves. So that actually happens in the movie. But it's just so weird. The whole yeah. thing is weird. Yeah, I'm just not... I don't get on board with stuff like that. I don't, like, go with, like... I mean, from the people that I hang out with, everybody's, like, into... Not into, but everybody's telling me, you know, and every woman I know is, like, you need to watch the R. Kelly documentary. Like, that's what everyone's talking about in my world is that Mm -hmm. and how important it is and just how frightening it is. Like my sister's like, don't watch it before you go to bed because you're going to have nightmares and it's going to upset you. Well, plus I heard if you say R Kelly, R Kelly, R Kelly three times, you, I don't know what happens. (laughs) Your life is destroyed and you're traumatized. I mean, yeah. I mean, geez, he's like even sicker than, you know, than all the stuff we knew about him before, because it's, you know, it's like when you say you see two fleas, there's 20, you know, with sexual predators, it's like they get caught for what one kid, but there's 10 more, right? you know? And it's like, and you know, so many people don't want to come forward and that's their decision, but it's like these, you know, they're, prof- you know, they're master manipulators, they're monsters, they're right. demons. I purposely made a decision not to watch that. Because yeah. it's like I don't need that in my head. Yeah, I've I've been I've been on the fence about it because I just recently watched some like a Jerry Sandusky documentary mm-hmm. and stuff about his wife. It just I I don't know. It just popped up in my YouTube because I, I watch Doctor Phil sometimes. Okay, every day. And right. um, you're obsessed. It popped up. Well, I watched it and it made me. I was sick. I started crying. I felt so much pain for these poor guys that went through all this with him. And I just couldn't even look at his stupid, lying, gross face. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't look at it. And it's like the fact that he's trying to appeal his case and say that he's innocent. It's like, just give up. Right. Give up. Like 30 guys are not making this up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, they're all innocent, right? Oh, everybody's innocent. Just ask him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking about how, like, we're kind of manipulated by social media. Yeah. Like, 
people were upset about the uh, the Christmas. I don't know how in the hell it's a Christmas song, but baby, it's cold outside, right? Oh yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, people were saying that like people were calling up radio stations. Have have you ever tried to call a radio station in the last ten years? No, but I used to call all the time when I was right. in junior high and high school, and then. Actually, you'll love this. On my way home from Def Leppard with my sister, um, getting out of the old Verizon is like a pain in the ass. So there's always traffic down there. Mm-hmm. So when we were leaving, we were just listening to the radio and um, we were listening to like Coast FM mm-hmm. and they do love songs on the coast. And it's the show's called Delilah. Wait a second. Don't you mean love songs on the coast? Love songs on the coast. Yeah, it's like that. And so this guy called up and he had like a very thick like accent and he was like, hey, he's like, hello, I wanted to dedicate a song to my girlfriend. And she's like, "Okay, what would you like to play? And he was like, can you play Daydream Believer by the Monkees? Like he had such like the L.A., you know, like Mexican guy accent. And it wasn't Cheech. No, it was like he sounded like the stereotype of when comedians do the impression. This guy really talked like that. I mean, that was his accent. And he was like, hey, my name is Steve. I'm just calling for my girlfriend. And he was so cute. But it was like, I've never heard a guy who talks like that go, can you play Daydream Believer by the Monkees? Like, that was the last song I was expecting to hear. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. But, yeah, he picked Daydream Believer. That was my favorite on like radio dedication of all time. That was the best. But I've actually tried to call a radio station within the last 10 years, and it's harder and harder as each year goes on because uh, there's less and less actual real people that want to talk to real people. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, like a lot of stuff is pre-recorded now. Yeah, they don't take calls. Um, it's kind of a bummer. We should take calls. We should. We should have someone call us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know who... These masses of people are that with a hive mind decided I'm going to call the radio station and complain about this song that I only hear for like two months a year. And who's listening to radio for the most part? My sister. She refuses to get rid of her old outdated car because she loves it so much. And she listens to the radio. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. She works between Beverly Hills and Hermosa Beach, which is like, a, you know, the Beverly Hills Drive is a good hour from from her house. And I could just, I would die without my, without my iTunes and my Apple music and my, I would lose my mind without my podcasts. I don't know how right. she does it. Right. It's I don't crazy. know how she does it. It's crazy. And we had a lot of celebrity deaths right as soon as the, the happy new years. It was like, boom, here's like, I know. It, they were falling fast. And, uh, just a couple of them I want to mention is uh bob einstein he was from curb your enthusiasm mm-hmm. uh, oceans 13 and he was super dave osborne he was super dave he was so funny yeah and i loved him on curb mm-hmm. and his stuff as super dave was just fantastic uh, just just wonderful and then daryl dragon of captain and Tennille. i know the captain our captain good captain i know the captain I did a, a sketch about the Captain and Tennille when I was in college where we did like a like a, a weird like cover band like playing in some bar late at night and we did Muskrat Love. 
and just made fun of it so bad. And like no one in our class knew that song because we were all like 17, 18, 19 years old. Like no one knew Muskrat Love. But for some reason, I had a tape of the Captain and Tennille karaoke. So one side had the someone singing and the other side just had the music. Mm-hmm. So we did a little Captain and Tennille number. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't realize, but those were our original names for the show. Is, uh, you were going to be Muskrat Susie and I was going to be Muskrat Sam. I'm okay with that. Really? You think we should rebrand the show after three years? No. <laughs> we should play Love Will Keep Us Together because after three years, here we are. Mm-hmm. That's true.
in the news with Ken and Courtney, right? Okay, in the news. <laughs> Motley Crue fan blames Kickstart My Heart for a speeding ticket. Now, I sent this to you. What'd you think of it? Um, this is so ridiculous. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of people trying to get out of a ticket before, but uh, this is pretty silly. And the fact that the cop was listening to the same radio station and the same song is just like, what are the odds of that? All right, so here we go. This is written by Joe DeVita. Opening with the metallic roar of Mick Mars mimicking the sound of a car shifting gears, Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart was built for speed. But the law is the law, and one Canadian crew fan learned that the hard way, racking up a speeding ticket while listening to the Dr. Feelgood hit in the car. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Manitoba shared an image of the dashboard from the squad car, and on it, a radar readout of 145 kilometers, roughly 90 miles per hour this guy was going. You know, luckily he didn't run into those people doing the bird box challenge, right? Mm -hmm. The driver's excuse for going 90 miles per hour, he was listening to Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. (laughs) And it was... Come on. (laughs) And I asked earlier who was still listening to radio. These guys were because... It was being played on the radio, and funnily enough, funny enough, the officer funnily knew... Funnily enough, is that, it's actually, that's correct. Really? It actually is. It sounds like it's not, but it is. Yeah, I thought I was making up a word, which I do mm-hmm. that sometimes. Funnily <laughs> enough, the, the officer knew that he was telling the truth since he was also listening to it. Oh, God. The guy was fined $639. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Oh, wait. Actually, he was fined 639 Canadian dollars, which equates to 482 American dollars. And you can actually see this. Uh, there's a picture of the dashboard where he clocked the guy at 145. So. Oh, man. You know, what, you know what the cop should have said to him? What do you know about anything? You probably <laughs> had your bread buttered on both sides since the day you were born bread no bread commercials it's all coming together it's, it's synchronicity all coming together from raw deal 1948 but just imagine saying to a cop look man i'm sorry but motley crew is planned the crew was on damn it i know that's like the beginning of hello sandy allen by split ends mm-hmm. it's got like a car like at the beginning and um Sometimes I'll speed when I hear it. So I kind of understand. No, I'm kidding. I don't. But it it does make you forget that it's part of the song and you think it's the traffic. So maybe he thought he was being chased. Mm. Courtney, you know what that sound is, don't you? You know what that ting is for, right? No. Because every time you mention split ends or... uh, Neil Finn. Or squeeze, Mm -hmm. an angel gets its wings. So... (laughs) That's true. That is true. I guess if you really want to know what pop is about, what this show is about, it's references to Neil Finn, Crowded House, Split Ends, and Squeeze. Kiss. And Kiss. Yeah, and Kiss and the Monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Monkeys. And Cheap Trick and all that stuff. Ting. Anyway. Ting. <laughs> Every time that a, a band is mentioned, an angel gets its wings. Yay. I don't know what it sounds like, the beginning of Kickstart My Heart. Oh, yeah, you do. What's it 
guitar. It's not even a car.
always say, you know, like whenever I see people driving like a complete maniac and like mm-hmm. speeding, um, my husband and I both do this. We'll be like, they must have diarrhea because it's <laughs> the only excuse for driving like that is like you have diarrhea or you're going to vomit all over yourself. Like something like serious. I mean, otherwise it's like, you're just a f- either, or you're just an asshole or you're a complete idiot or both. Right. Well, since he's a Motley Crue fan, I'm going to go with the the one. Diarrhea? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but, you know, you think about, like, the PMRC back in the 80s, you know, all the politicians' wives got together and put the stickers on the record. They might have been onto something, not worried about, like, Satanism or, like, sexual lyrics. But when you think about it, between this uh, Kickstart My Heart and Sammy Hagar's I Can't Drive 55... Yeah. There might be a problem in the heavy metal hard rock community. There might be, and I think it needs to be addressed. Yeah, People or, are speeding because of your music, guys. Or Let's undressed. <laughs> no, that was such a dumb excuse. I mean, he could have, I mean, <laughs> and the fact that the cop was listening to the same song, you think they would have laughed about it, but you know what? That's a big ticket. Yeah. That's a big ticket, and uh, that looks good for him when he got back, back to work. Just imagine them in front of a judge, right? Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, Judge. I, I Motley Crue. But, but, dude, it was the crew. Yeah, and then they got sentenced to death for having horrible taste in music. <laughs> and then and then the cops said, Your Honor, I can vouch for uh, the crew was playing. <laughs> Actually, that's a great song. I, I shouldn't say that it's shitty taste in music. I like that song. I hadn't planned on talking about this today, but I saw the worst movie that I think I've seen in a long time. Besides the Bird Box? Yeah, this one's much worse than the Bird Box. Oh, God. And I kind of had some high hopes for the film because there's a lot of movies that are being remade, TV shows that are being remade. Everything's being remade. Well, this is a remake of Chips. And it came out, like I said, there's this like gap between... When a movie plays at the theater and then when it finally comes on streaming or Blu-ray or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's like a third layer. So there's like when the movies show up at the theater, then when the movies debut uh, on Blu-ray or streaming, and then there's the, the third one, which is when I see most of the movies. When the Blu-rays are so cheap, they're like three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's the third wave for me. So... Mm-hmm. This movie is in the third wave. And speaking of traffic police officers on a motorcycle, you got to know what movie I'm talking about. I know. Chips. Oh, Chips. Yeah. Yeah. What a complete piece of shit that movie is. It could have been great. It, it could have been bad. Great. It yeah, should have been great. Cool. The guys were funny in it. I mean, they, they were funny, but like it was a pretty bad movie. Yeah. It was horrible. I believe I mentioned it to you at one point and you said you were on a plane, right? I think I saw it on a plane. No, Stefan and I watched it. And, you know, there was one scene that made us laugh like pretty hard. We laughed yeah. out. But the rest of it was just like a snooze fest because I sit in traffic all the time in L.A. I don't want to watch a movie about traffic and motorcycle cops weaving through the traffic. Yeah. Like that just seems like it just wasn't it was just irritating to watch for me. Because I'm just so sick of the traffic here, but which reminds me of one of our first episodes. I was stuck in traffic on the one time, right. and there was a nude woman running with a lead pipe. That's right. So, um, yeah, yeah, they did like a Mick movie, like they threw it together. You know, like let's do chips. 
you know, and someone under contract wrote it and then they had two other actors under contract to be in it. You know, it was one of those like toss it together kind of things. No one was like working on the chips script for two years and like trying to sell it forever and finally got a buyer. It wasn't one of those situations. Knowing Hollywood, this thing probably was in development hell. You know what I mean? It, it could have been. But sadly, I actually felt bad for Eric Estrada, who's I'm just going to ruin it for everybody. His his thing is basically comes down to uh, he has a cameo playing a emergency ambulance personnel person, an EMT, whatever, and they make jokes about licking ass. So, congratulations, Eric Estrada. I hope the paycheck was worth it. You know, God oh, that's right, he was in it. Yeah, it that's was right. horrible. That's one of the big jokes about it is analingus. Yeah, it's not really a fun word. I don't know. It's kind of fun, you know. Sounds like a like a really crappy high school band. <laughs> Give it up for Analingus. <laughs> You're gonna be doing smoke on the water for the forty fifth time. Whenever, whenever I hear Analingus on the radio, I have to punch it. I have to step on hard on the the, the gas pedal. Oh, me too. And when I hear Analingus, I speed and put on a blindfold. <laughs> And earplugs. <laughs> and earplugs. You know, I have, I did have like three horrible jokes. I can't remember them all, but I tried to take the bird box challenge, but I couldn't find the remote. Uh-huh. I watched the whole movie with a blindfold on. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have. It couldn't have been any worse. I mean, it's it's not horrible. It's not horrible, but it's weird. We have so much horror now that is... Don't say anything. Don't look at anything. You know. The excitement of Sandra Bullock looking through a blindfold. It's riveting. Oh, God. I just, I can't. From the blind side to the blind box. um, (laughs) There was a joke there somewhere, but I got lost in it because I turned around and looked at my puppy. Because he's sleeping. (laughs) but, but, But that take the bird box challenge and try to find the remote. That was pretty good, right? No, that's good. I mean, that's normal. Like, take the yeah. bird box challenge to whatever, to, you know, make a sandwich without a knife. Right. You know, just something like that. But, like, driving in the car, I seriously can't believe how dumb that is. Now, if only it, they were driving the car blindfolded while listening to Motley Crue. <laughs> right. That could happen. Yeah. Which, by the way, their Netflix movie's coming up this year. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And I, 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 I have a friend. Okay, so when I was at Vince Neil... Um, I have a friend who works for them and uh, for the band, and he uh, told me that that day Vince had just seen the screening of it. They did like a private screening for him, uh-huh. and that he loved it. Really? How bad is it, though? I mean, no, they say? said it was good. They said it was. Oh good. come on! Biopics are never good. Like, you know, I liked I... the In Excess one. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, what's the other one I love? Um, oh come on, the Queen movie was great. Yeah, but the the problem with that is that there's so many real things that didn't make the movie. You know what I mean? There's a lot oh, of, of liberties taken with it. Sure, of course. It has and what, to still be a story. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what sucks about that is that that's, people think that that is how it actually went down. Well, I just hope that they – because Doc McGee does like a Q&A on the Kiss Cruise and Craig hosts it with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were asking him questions like about what's the worst thing that ever happened, who was the most high maintenance, you know, what was the most annoying thing. Mm-hmm. And he told the story about Peter Chris having to like black out his room with like cardboard tape to the 
duct tape to the windows. Yeah, foil and card. Yeah, the foil and everything, like something like that. And he was telling that story. And then he was saying that like touring with Motley Crue was just like pure hell. Mm. (laughs) And they were just so immature and they acted up so much. He said that um, they were in a hotel that was like one of those old Holiday Inns. You know, it's like a circle. So it has like the, the atrium in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then all the rooms are like, you know, around it. Yeah. So he said Tommy Lee was like looking down at everybody at the desk and said he was going to take a shit over the edge of the railing on the people. And Doc's like, don't do it. And he was trying to get him not to do it. And right then he just dropped his pants and he did it. Gee, I wonder why I'm not more of a Motley Crue fan. I mean, that is just not even funny. It's just like disgusting and mean. Mm-hmm. And like pointless, but like I mean, I guess they were probably pretty hopped up back then, and uh, that should be in the movie. That has to be. In the movie. <laughs> well, I read the book. I read the book a long time ago, like when it first came out, and everybody was like, "Have you read the dirt? Have you read the dirt?" And I'm like, "I gotta read this," you know. And now next on my list is the John Taylor biography from Duran Duran. Yeah, I love Duran Duran. Yeah, I'm going to read that. And then I have one of Ken Sharp's books I need to read. But it's like, I mean, it's like a Bible. It's like 2,000 pages long. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. I myself am digging Star Trek Discovery and the Orville because I am a super nerd. And I like science fiction with hope in it. So I, I kind of dig that. Plus, they bringing Spock, plus they're bringing Spock back. Oh, that's cool. It's a new guy, but... I'm just clearly obviously they're not digging up Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) I don't know. It's Hollywood. They find a way of making something happen. I actually saw like, like you've seen the hologram things like where Dio hologram show and Michael Jackson hologram. These people were losing their mind. There was like a stadium where they had this Michael Jackson. I saw this on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And people are losing their mind. Like they're screaming, Michael, he can't hear you. That's a robot. I know it's so weird. It's like the it's like that band the it, from Korea or t- Japan. I forget. There's like that singer, and it's just a hologram. I the person who does the voice doesn't even perform. I don't get it. It's like CNC Music Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody use, dance now. Yeah, they use the model. It's like not even a real person, and, and they sell out stadiums and shit. Like it's crazy. What is wrong? Like teenage girls are just super into it. And it's weird, like, you cannot make people happy, right? Seriously, for years we've been hearing, like, man, Saturday Night Live sucks. They they never have a good band on, man, you know? Mm-hmm. And they never play rock and roll. And Greta Van Fleet's on. And let's go back to another complaint. They don't make music that's like mm-hmm. rock and roll like the old days. And then it's like, well, here's Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, but it sounds like all the bits about Led Zeppelin that sucks. Well, just about anybody that's not Led Zeppelin is going to sound suckish compared to them, right? So it's uh, like, they're okay. I mean, they're pretty good. I just don't like the guy's voice. I find it kind of annoying. Yeah, and he looks like a hobbit, which well, I, I don't care what people cool. look like. I don't care about that, but like... I mean, I the just... rest of the band looks killer. And then he's mm-hmm. like got these weird things that they look like Crocs or something. And he's got a shirt that's like all torn up and weird looking. But they're rock stars. They're supposed to look weird. Of course, of course. I feel like that sound is, you know, is kind of making its way back. Mm-hmm. The the older folks that claim to want this, they really don't 
want it. They want what they had, and you can never get what you had again. No. You you only no. get one shot with something, and it's not coming back, so. Yeah. And if it did, you, you won't like it because it's not as good as what was. Because you're not 15 anymore. That's really what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that like all the bands and singers and stuff that I really, really liked and followed are still touring and they still do right. shows. So I get to, and I get to go see them. But um, and they and a lot of them are still making new music. A yeah. lot of them are still making new music. Mm-hmm. But even that you go on like message boards or Facebook or whatever for a specific band and their fans are tearing them up and getting angry at them for getting old and not being able to sing or not I mean, being able to so do this. Dumb. It's so stupid. You know, nobody's 21 anymore except those that are 21, and you're not going to pay money for them because they're in Greta Van Fleet. So right, it, exactly. It all goes around. Too bad. You know, they're still out there trying to give you a show, you know, and do everything they can. I mean, look at Kiss. I mean, obviously, you know, the big thing about that is Paul's voice. Of course, he doesn't sound like he did in 1980 because he's, what, 64 years old? Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's hard to keep that up. I mean, although Sammy Hagar, I saw him recently, and he's 70, and he sounded great. And so did Michael Anthony. They both sounded great. And the good news is that a doctor was able to f- figure out a cure for Sammy Hagar. He can now drive under 55 legally. He he, he can do it. With a blindfold, <laughs> listening to Motley Crue. Or with earplugs if you don't like Sammy Hagar. So there you go. I know. I know we have some friends who don't, but I got I right. I like me some Sammy Hagar. I do. Yeah, I I like some of his stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here on Pop today. We will be back soon and uh we will bring you more of our diverse weirdness, right? This is Pop the show you never know what you're going to get from episode to episode. That's true. This today, today we had puppy talk. Puppy Talk with Ken and Courtney. Film Noir. With Ken and Courtney. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, this is the best one I found. Hang on. I wouldn't give you the skin off a grape. <laughs> so take that. Put that in your fortune cookie, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you on the next episode of Pop. Happy third year anniversary, Courtney. Yay, you too, Ken. Happy anniversary. All righty. Good luck to... Uh, puppy rainy he's still sleeping Mm -hmm. all right well we will see you on the next episode of pop fun size or whatever we throw your way thank you for listening because we really do appreciate you putting up with our solo episodes and us having fun and just talking about whatever we want to talk about yes thank you thank you for putting up with us I have to say that every day to my husband. Thank you. Thank you for putting up putting with, up with me. It, yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. All right. We'll see you on the next episode of... Pop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love you, Ken. Love you, too. Be good. Bye. Okay. Bye. And that's our show. Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. 
If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. You must love my notes. Um, Motley Crue... And I'm going to say that again because I can't talk. Oh, God, yeah. Say goodnight, Dick.